Hey, my name is Travis, and you're listening to Embrace Church's Cut for Time podcast. Each week, we take a deeper dive into Sunday's message and even talk about some things we had to leave out. You can check out all of our recent messages at IamEmbrace.com. Well, let's listen in and see what was cut for time. Hey guys, welcome to the Cut for Time podcast. My name is Travis. I'm here with Adam Weber. If you're not sure what the Cut for Time podcast is, it's just a time that we dig into the message from this past week. We've been in a series called Trees, where we've been looking at the different trees in the Bible and what they tell us about God. And so we were in week two this past week looking at the Psalm one tree. That was a good service this past week, wasn't it? Yeah, it's probably one of my favorite. Uh, I'm trying not to talk in extremes, but it's it's it was it was one of my it was one of my favorite uh, messages and favorite services and baptism Sunday. So it was. Uh, it was a really special weekend. So, and just it's been so cool to hear the rumblings uh, in the best way possible since Sunday. Just hearing uh, that it wasn't only um, even the people that got baptized who were impacted. There's something special happening right now. So it's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, just had a comment come in. I'm sorry. It just it threw me for a loop. Uh, a key, I can't say her name. I'm sorry. Akisha. Akisha, maybe. Just came to say every time I'm wanting to buy something new, my husband now likes to say, is this the tree of your way or the tree of God's way? So thanks for that, Adam. Uh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, I feel like we should pray for their relationship. Uh, that That is their, their, their marriage. That is hilarious. That came from week one, the tree of knowing good and bad and the tree of life. It's good to know that your husband was listening, though. That's a, that's a positive thing. Like God is. God, God is. God is getting through to him. Most husbands wouldn't even know what the message is about. He wouldn't so he even know. He, does. he wouldn't even know. <laughs> he is he has militarized the. He is yeah, using the message in probably unholy means. But other than that, yeah, I'll pray for him. Yeah, there is there is two choices. There's always God's way or the other way. But like you said, the the tree that we talked about Psalm one this past week, uh, you kicked us off, oh, by telling us a story that. Um, your mom's on right now, so I don't know how much to get into this, but about you loving this tree, but finding out that your mom made out under the tree. Tell me a bit more about that. Well, I don't dad. know if I, I want to say any more, but we, it was funny this week. I asked them, I said, Hey, I just want to make sure that I'm, I'm saying this accurately. And my mom was like, yeah, there was probably a bunch of things that we just can't talk about. And I'm like, oh, so my she, gosh. You didn't add that. There was there's a bunch of things. Yeah, that I have, happened no, I have no idea. Tree. Nancy Weber is probably listening right now and is like, what is going on here? But no, I like because uh, that, that my 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 dad's lived at that that farm. My parents kind of a cool fact. My parents now have a house at that place. So my grandpa's house and farm, that part of the land got, got sold, but the pasture in the Creek is still in my family. And, and so it's pretty, it's a really, it's one of probably one of the, it's, it's honestly probably the most special piece of piece of land in my family's hmm. um, life. Yeah. If, if there's a way to say that. Um, and so, uh, so there's definitely a lot of different memories connected to it. My brother just built a tiny little cabin right down by the Creek it's the cutest little cabin ever. Hmm. And so it's just a place that means a lot to us. But yeah, I was like, okay, mom and dad, that's enough details. I don't need anything more than that. There's certain things you just really don't want to know. There's about. certain things you just don't want to know. Um, and is that tree still there? Those trees are all still there. There's like a group of cottonwoods. 
Uh, it's kind of cool. It used to be, there used to be a bridge across the river there. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like where like ho- horse-drawn carriages would go across. Yeah. And so you can still see the banks uh, where it's at. So it's a very distinct place. Yeah. <laughs> for yeah. many reasons. Yeah. For many very, reasons. For many very reasons. Very distinct. So, uh, so we've had all these different trees. We've had the tree of the choice. It was kind of the, the trees of the choice. This week was kind of the tree of growth. That is the tree of conception. Tree of conception. <laughs> trouble. Trouble. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, no questions for moms, especially Adam's mom. That's what, perfect. What That's your perfect. Mom, mom That's perfect. Said. That's perfect. Tosh Van Hoff said, and you just alluded to this, my question is how amazing was this past Sunday? Wow, I'm still blown away. Yeah. Well, we were just we were just talking about it. I mean, what's hap- like how many people got baptized right now? Um based on where we're at attendance wise and stuff like just doesn't make really a, a lot of sense. Like, mm. uh, I mean, it's really, there's something special happening right now and I don't even know how to, ex- to explain it, but I just, I'm excited to see what God's doing. And it's, I think it's, it's, uh, it's, and it's not because we're doing anything cool or cute. I just feel like we're just being faithful mm-hmm. and seeing God work and move. And so it's been, it's been powerful. Yeah, that's awesome. Was there anything this Sunday? This this message was a little bit more straightforward. Psalm one's not a big piece of scripture, but was there anything that you cut for time or that you kind of wish you could have got into a little bit more, but you didn't have a chance to get into? Yeah, I, I, we we got uh, kind of our main thoughts all the way through. One of them I wish I could expound it on was being planted like a tree is not a reward. It's mm-hmm. a result of following God. I kind of dropped it in at the very end there, uh, but like that's such yeah, we a powerful were, thing. We were literally going through the message and almost done. You're like, I got to get this in yeah, somewhere. Yeah, I'm like, I want to say this somewhere, but I think to elaborate on that would have been, well, I, I wish I could have done that. Like, like, I think it's easy to be like, gosh, I wish I had the life that they had. In, in this sense, like, I wish I had the joy and peace that they have in their life. That's available to all of us. Yeah. It's not like it's not based on circumstances. The only difference between the, being planted like a tree and like chaff scattered by the wind is one is connected to God. And so it's not a result of like by chance or like, oh, well, my family is just more spiritual or whatever. It's like this is something that is a result of staying connected to God. Like it's it's available to all of us. So mm-hmm. I, I wish I could have expanded on that just a little bit more just to talk about that. And then, um, you know, even just to talk about how to read scripture, like, I I think that's something that I wish I could have shared a little bit more about, Mm -hmm. but really I tried to, I tried to branch it out to the ways of God Mm -hmm. and, um, and to live a life, um, to live a life connected to God. That's a kind of a distinction. We, we talked a little bit as you were writing your messages, because the, the, the text, I believe it, the, the version we used said this too, it talks about God's laws. Yep. And the word law, it, it sort of can have a negative connotation. Like you, you sort of think of law as almost like punitive. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, you follow the law, you're good. But if you don't follow the law, you're going to get punished. And I mean, that can be sort of true, right, with, with God. But, but really the law represented, like you said, God's ways, yep. like his life. Like if you plant yourself in the ways of God, it's not about, it's not necessarily about like punish or not punish, like the law kind of makes yep. us feel like it's, it's about be planting in his way. Yeah, and even someone who's like, well, you know, like we should have talked about how to read our Bible. No, actually, uh, 
it would have, it was referring to the first five books of the Bible. Uh, the first five books of the Bible are often skipped over by even longtime followers of Jesus. Like that, Pentateuch. Yeah, that. I mean, it's really like the the Torah, and like and and so that's what would have been seen as that. But more than that, because um, uh, in the New Testament it talks about the law being written on our hearts. Mm-hmm. And and really that that Holy Spirit inspired conscience and guide within us, and something that I've just been really you'll you'll feel me press into this a lot, um, like and I I did a little bit, but we're not studying for an exam. Like Christianity is not about learning a bunch of information; it's about a relationship that transforms. Transformation is what we're after every part of who we are. Mm -hmm. And that is what results in being a tree planted by water is the person who lives it out. I mean, it's just fruit that shows up in all areas. So that's another Mm -hmm. thing. I think the last thing, um, being able to elaborate on those first three things that the blessed or happy person Mm -hmm. avoids, you know, um, it's usually, it's usually part of verse that people stay at quite a bit is those first few verses. It and we, kinda, we didn't skip over them, but we went over them more quickly. Yeah. We went over those three things to avoid. Um, and so I think just to, to spend some more time in that, um, you know, just anytime you get, start digging into scripture, there's just so many things that come alive from it. And so that, that, uh, this is genuinely one of my favorite pieces of scripture. Like I yeah. could not wait to do this this week. One thing. Oh, <laughs> Megan Clark just said, and I was about ready to comment about this. By the way, I had to explain to my kids what chafing is. Because yeah. <laughs> when we were talking about the message, we were talking about chaff, I wanted you to make a chafing joke, and you didn't want to do it. But then you did it on Sunday. You brought the chafe out on Sunday. So, Well, I, w- I didn't want to... I kept being worried that I wouldn't be able to say chaff, chaff the rest of the thing, and I would start saying chafe. <laughs> I just worried that I would struggle with the two. And so I like uh, for some reason I'm like I'm going for it. You could be a be a tree uh, planted in the water or a chafe blowing in the wind. Yeah, yeah. that wouldn't have that wouldn't have sounded. It would have. Would, I would have ruined it all. So, uh, but each service I'm like, okay, we're gonna go for it. We're gonna go for. It. We're gonna do this. It got some laughs and tea. I don't know if it got laughs. It here definitely at, did at here. 57th yeah. Street. So I think most people thought it, and so to say what people are thinking is, is good. I was actually surprised that uh, I, we have a huddle before we start service a lot of times, and nobody in my huddle, there's probably 15, 20 people, had no idea what chaff was. Really? Yeah, they didn't know what, what chaff was. And I forget, I mean, I was raised on a farm, so... Oh, yeah. I've, I, I I knew what it was. That that, that kind of surprises me. Yeah, I wonder how many people didn't know what, what chaff was, or maybe they just didn't want to speak up and say... Yeah. Because they weren't weren't sure. But but that was a powerful image, I, I thought, like between the chaff blowing in the wind and then a tree rooted in water. Like, to think of our lives in those two images, um, and even even the combine coming up with the chaff blowing yeah. was really, really powerful image. Yeah, it's it, it's been fun to be able to show some of that, just visually even. Yeah. Just because I know um, it's kind of a neat. There's been a few new farmers who have started attending the church, mm-hmm. and I know even for them to see a combine, um, was it was kind of a heartfelt moment because a lot of us, uh, have some connection to a farm, maybe our grandparents yeah. or whatever. So it's, it was neat to portray some of that. Um, Sean had a, a question kind of about what you said. They, after what you said about the Bible, he said, but your knowledge of Scripture and information will dictate how you live your life and the relationship you have with God. Yeah. Do you have a comment back to that kind of? Yeah, no, that's that's so, so, Sean, that's such a good comment. And uh, again, for me, so I just started First Corinthians this morning. 
I've never, I, I genuinely, since seminary, I don't think I've spent this much time in scripture. Um, and so it's critically important. Um, and yet I think so often as followers of Christ, we stop there. Mm-hmm. Um, we stop there and that's a tragic, a stopping point. Um, and I, and I think even like as Christians, we think that's, that's what, that's the goal reading scripture is is not the goal. Uh reading scripture is a is a venue to grow our relationship, but it's it's not the goal. Jesus Jesus once said uh he he gave an analogy between a wise man and a foolish man and the 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 wise man built his house upon the rock and the foolish man built his house upon the sand. And Jesus says when the storms came, the foolish man's house fell apart. Mm-hmm. Well, it's always interesting is the foolish man isn't the person who uh, doesn't hear God's word. Um, that's not the foolish man. The foolish man is the person who hears God's word. You could translate to say the foolish man is the person who reads God's Bible, the, reads the Bible, but doesn't live it out, yeah. that doesn't do it. So I think when we read that, we're like, oh, the foolish guy is the person who doesn't read his Bible. No, Jesus is like the foolish person is the person who only reads their Bible and doesn't live it out. Jesus says they're foolish, uh, uh, unwise. And then he says like the, like the destruction that comes to their house. And so I think, I think if we stop, not think, this is Jesus. We, if, we stop, if we stop there, then we've made a great tragedy. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's what's so, and that's why I'm like, man, I don't want to be foolish and so I think for, again, for Christians, a lot of Christians, that is the goal. And Jesus is like, no, that's a foolish goal. Mm-hmm. The goal is to live and be like me. Mm-hmm. And you, to do that, you need to spend time in God's word. That's mm-hmm. a huge part of it, huge part of it. But if we don't live it out, wow. Yeah. Um, and, then, and then here's another thing. So the Pharisees are, are the people who read the scripture very well. They meditate on it day and night, but that's all that all they do is know it and never implement it. Mm-hmm. And I what I my understanding of Jesus throughout his word is it's not just a slight miss of the goal, it's like utter failure. Um, mm-hmm. of Jesus being like, Oh my gosh, yeah. you've missed this. What what do you what, what do you say about that? That's really well, Sean good. replied that's, back, he said amen to what to what you said. I think this kind of goes back. We talked about this last week, what even knowledge means. Like yes. in Hebrew, like knowledge was always, it share, was always, share that. That's yeah, good. and we shared it last week, so I don't want to go in too much, but knowledge was always uh, experiential. Like knowing actually was the same word used for like sexual, like a sexual relationship with someone you would, you were to know someone. And so when we know scripture, it is always supposed to go from the brain to the heart, to the hands, the brain, so you know, good. the mind to the heart, to the hands. It's supposed to work its, itself off. And honestly, it's one of the greatest struggles for me, and you know this about yeah. me, like I just love to live in the brain a lot more. I love to study a lot more. I could, I literally could be okay. And you, I know you would die a slow death, like locking myself in a room and just studying the scripture and knowing, yeah. knowing it all. But what I've realized is that's a lot easier than living it out. It is. It is so much like, and, 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 and it's a struggle for me because it's like, I, I've learned a lot and I can learn a lot, but like, 
it's really easy for me to stop there. You, one of the things I appreciate about you, Adam, is you don't ever stop there. You, you, you always try to live out what you're, you're learning, and it's always something that inspires me and something I'm, I'm growing to, too. So. But back to Sean's point, like I think we can also let the pendulum swing the other way, yeah, too, where it's like Scripture's not important, and Scripture, like, oh, I don't know, this or that. So it's and about it's, loving people, doing good. Yeah, just about loving people, your, live your truth, all this kind of stuff, and it's like, oh, my gosh, no, you don't want that. Well, and it comes back to the image of the tree. You're supposed to be rooted in God's ways, in his knowledge. And then that water, it filters up through the tree and it starts producing fruit. Yes. So it actually, it starts with the God's ways, but we have to put those roots in there and it has to grow out into us. And so. so important. And I think this, that importance of reading your Bible and then living it out. One, one person who got baptized, I, I encouraged them to read one chapter a day from the Bible and then mm. to pray each day, help me to find one person that I can go out of my way to, to love today. Because I said, if you only read scripture and you kind of see that as your God box, but you don't actually live it out or love somebody, that's when that imbalance will get out. But if you didn't, you do both, all of a sudden it's like, oh my gosh, this is hard. Yeah, yeah that's, that's good. good. Such a good question, Sean. Good question, Sean. Sean. Um, I had a question for you. So on verse four, it says, not so the wicked, they are like chaff that the wind blows away. Um, that word wicked, I struggle with that word. Um, I don't necessarily feel wicked, and I don't think like maybe a lot of people feel wicked. What is that, what is that trying to communicate? <laughs> I, I, you know, we, we tried to explain it as the person who doesn't follow God's ways. Like um, yep. uh, when we're not right with God, um, and again, you have to use this imbalance with... Uh, the rest of scripture. So don't just take this and run with it, but mm -hmm. like we're enemies of God, you know, yeah, like when we're not in his rooted in his ways. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, so like, I think just in scripture, one of the things it tries to do is make a very clear, like this compared to this, yep. just to get an idea. And, and that's, it's messy. Sometimes things aren't always black and white. Well, even, even the tree rooted in the chaff in the air, it's drawing these huge... I mean, huge parallels. And, and are people somewhere in between sometimes? Well, yeah, absolutely. Yes. And so I think, I, I would say it's really trying to draw this parallel, but ultimately, it, like when we are not following God's ways, we're following ourselves and, uh, and I would say Satan uses us to do evil and wrong. And that's true for even Christians when we're not following God's ways. Like we do things. That's why, that's why Christians hurt other Christians. That's why there's church splits because it's like, that's not God's plan. That's not God's best for us. Um, and yet, thankfully, uh, thankfully God doesn't call us wicked, like wicked. The things we do are wicked. And because of Jesus, he's able to, I mean, redeem any person. It's never too late for anybody. Uh, that's what I would say. What, what would you say? Speaking of that, that's a big question. Yeah, I, I think what you said about the, the dichotomy, sometimes the Bible paints, um, you know, even between the, the rooted person and the chaff, like um, not everyone is not everyone is either rooted or chaffed. Like I'm in between a lot of oh, times. In between and so constantly. I think I think that wicked though. I think I think you're right though. When we're not rooted in God and we're not following His ways, it's easy for us to 
to go on a wicked path. And so that doesn't mean we are fully wicked forever. Evil. Like, so that's where it's like, you're wicked. Well, it's like, well, I have, I've for sure had wicked moments. You've had wicked moments. Like, oh my gosh. And so there's, at times we can be wicked. It doesn't mean that we are branded as wicked for all time. So I think the way you said it, um, it made sense to me. Yeah. Uh, Megan Clark said, I recently read a quote that said, it doesn't matter if you can quote every verse, if you live like you have never opened your Bible. Yeah. I think I said that. I'm just kidding. I never said that. That's a good Gosh. quote, though. Um, so fruit in season. So the, the, this is a part we really haven't, we haven't talked a, a ton about yet. You share about this. This is good. I don't the know. Fr- the fruit in season part. I don't know. What I, I was going to ask you a question. You go you want, no, you, I remember us talking la- like when we were working on the message about like the in season part. Um, yeah. The, you, my, had, you had shared something there. Maybe it'll come to me. Yeah. But this is my question. Sometimes I think I'm rooted in God, like I'm, I'm reading His Word. I feel like I'm trying to follow Him, but then it seems like I miss out on situations. Still, like I don't produce the fruit that I would hope in a situation. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like I maybe have an opportunity to talk about Jesus, and I get I get afraid, or I have an opportunity to be kind for someone, and I, I don't I don't go do it. Like. What advice do you have to someone that maybe is like, I feel like I'm trying to root my life in God, but I'm, I'm just not seeing the fruit that I would like to in season? Yeah, that's good. I, it's easy. It's like, well, I'm not doing it, so I'm not going to just worry about it. Like we, we, we kind of are all or nothing. Yeah. I'm like, just start today and let that moment that you miss, instead of shaming you, let it be like, I'm never going to let that happen again. Because mm-hmm. I missed out on something that God had for me. Um, that's how I feel. Like when I miss those opportunities now, it's not, oh gosh, I'm sorry, God, I'm horrible, I'm terrible. It's like, oh man, I missed out on something mm-hmm. that you had for me, God. And so I don't want to miss that opportunity. Mm-hmm. So next time I have the opportunity, I'm saying yes. Mm-hmm. Next time I see that person hurting, I'm going to go up to them. Mm-hmm. And so I think just starting wherever you are, just start and. Uh, next time that conversation comes up, just be bold. Hey, can I tell you like about God in my life? Like, mm-hmm. and I've went through the same situation. Can I pray for you? Or uh, you hear about someone in need? We're doing it. Like, we're gonna give and help fill that need. Yeah. I'm gonna encourage that person. I'm gonna forgive that person. Next time that happens, I'm gonna be patient in that moment. So I think instead of getting, I think we're just all or nothing or like, I messed up one time, I can't, whatever. It's like, just start today. Um, See an opportunity um, and start today. How about a situation like this? So I, I don't think this has ever happened to me. It's for sure happened to me. I, I, I feel like I've had a great day. I've tried to follow God. I prayed with him. I've read my Bible in the morning and maybe even read it at noontime too. And then I get home. And kids just drive me nuts. Oh. And I and I and I and honestly, like I I say that and we all kind of joke about that, but it's like I don't want to continually be the angry dad all the time. And it just seems like the fruit is not being produced in that season at home. Like what encouragement, advice do you have? Oh, for, I mean, I know I'm not alone in that. I know a lot of people uh, feel that yeah, way. Yes, Becky Weber on this. Yeah. Uh, because that, that's that's honestly one of my hardest places to be Jesus-like is when I come home. Um, I think there's practical things like, you know, uh, that we can do. Spend two minutes in our car and take a deep breath mm. before we go into the house. 
Be, get rooted right before. Get rooted right before we go in. Or uh, look at your schedule in the day. Plenty. Are you treating yourself inhumanely at work? Where it's like, even right now, I can tell that I've had meetings. I got up this morning, six something this morning, and I have basically not stopped moving the entire day. And so I could tell if I went home right now, it would not be a good situation if the kids were home. Because yeah. I haven't I've, I haven't at any time to pause. Mm-hmm. That's being really, really honest. I, I got up early, so I did have the time with God this morning. Read First, first Corinthians, spent some time praying. Even now, though, I can tell I'm depleted because mm-hmm. I've been running since this morning. So, so know uh, your gas tank a little bit too. Know your gas tank. Like uh, when you when you're uh, one of my vehicles I used to have. By but if I saw my low empty light come on, I was I ran out of gas two miles before that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just there was no warning. Really? Yeah, literally. If I saw my gas light come on, it's like we are going right now. I, it's the only vehicle I've ran out of gas three or four times. The tank's empty. All you got left is the gas and Just the lines. Done. Yeah, I'm <laughs> like, can you give me any more heads up than that? But that's how a lot of us are. So it's like, what do I need to change my schedule? Um, is there something that's a not a good situation at home? Like maybe when you get outside, when you get home, hey, let's go outside and play. Mm. Like maybe it's even switching up the, the atmosphere. Uh, of like, hey, this is just not a good situation. Mm-hmm. It's like if I'm reading my Bible and then I do stuff with my girlfriend that I don't want to do. Well, don't go into a dark basement with your girlfriend and there's nobody mm-hmm. home. That's mm-hmm. foolish. Meet at a public place if you have to. Uh, just be, I think, so I think there's yeah. that rootedness and then there's just being wise. It's This is probably a terrible analogy, but it's like, you know, if you're if you're a tree, don't go walk into a place where there's a bunch of chainsaws. Yeah. You know that can take you down. That's a, probably a terrible <laughs> analogy, but it's that but got it's true. Like, time. There's just certain situations that if you go into, you're not strong enough to produce fruit yet. Yeah. Now, I don't think that's going to pass on my when I go home to my wife. Hey, I'm not strong enough. Yeah. I'm just going to stay away from home for a little bit, wife, because yeah. Jessica, yeah. because that ain't yeah. going to pass. But, but I think that's true. Yeah. It is true. And like the parenting situation, uh, we're adults, our kids are kids. And so, well, they're a pain in the butt. Well, you're the adult. Um, yeah. And so, so, what do you need to do, mom and dad, specifically me, I'm talking about myself, dad? What do you need to change so you're not short with your kids? Well, at night, I don't go to sleep and I'm on my phone. You need to go to bed. You're tired. Like, mm-hmm. So sometimes it's just like go to sleep and shut your phone off and don't look at your phone first thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. I'm preaching at myself right now. Yeah. And so sometimes it's really basic things that don't seem like spiritual things that impact our relationship with Jesus. Yeah. Where it's like I, even like in the last year, I've tried to get myself health-wise to a better place. And it's, it's crazy. Our, uh, we're told in Scripture that our body is the temple. One of my professors used to always talk about how our physical health absolutely mm-hmm. impacts our spiritual no, health. It for sure does. And he, he, was just a, he wasn't this huge mega workout person per, either. He just a healthy guy. But I've noticed like really like just starting to take a better handle on my health and my weight and just how I feel has greatly impacted my spiritual mm-hmm. life. And just, I feel better about myself. Mm-hmm. I have more energy. Um, I'm not as tired. Uh, and so sometimes it's just those practical things. And then their importance of, of staying connected with God. 
you know, mm-hmm. for me, I like I uh, in the car I try to put on worship music of mm-hmm. you know, I, even right now when I when I after this I'll I'll probably try to have some some music on in my mm-hmm. back room that just kind of reconnects me with God. Mm-hmm. Uh, last question. So if let's say we have the chaff and we have the tree, and most of the times we are a mixture of both. How do I begin to recognize, maybe, I'm, maybe I just got baptized this past week, or maybe I'm new to church, um, or maybe I've been here for a long time. How do I begin to recognize, this is not going to be the best grammar, the chaffy parts of me? <laughs> How do I begin to recognize, because I'm both, the places that aren't rooted? Because sometimes I don't know that it's obvious. You know what I'm saying? That's a great question. Uh, it depends on how honest you want to be with yourself. <laughs> Um, you know, if you, if you really want the answer to the question, you know, there, uh, David says your leaves will not wither, Mm. uh, ask your spouse or your best friend or your parent, where are the places in me that are hard to address or talk Mm. about? Where are the things inside of me that you avoid? Mm. And you'll get some honest answers. Those are the places that are withering in you. Yeah. Well, it's like you're defensive. Uh, you're short, like Mm -hmm. you immediately get angry. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I mean, you'll get some honest answers if you mm-hmm. allow the person to speak. That that will show you where you're withering, um, where the chat, like, where you feel scattered. Mm-hmm. Just begin to think about what makes you anxious, like what where what steals your joy. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what area do you struggle with comparison in? Mm-hmm. Like when you see something on Facebook. Maybe it's a relationship. It's like, oh my gosh, I've been wanting to get married so much. I want kids. I want this job. I want this house. I want this nice things. I want this notoriety, this recognition. I want to be seen. I want these trips, whatever it is. That'll highlight that that scatteredness of like, mm-hmm. man. Yeah, it is, and it's different for all of us. For me, it's accomplishment. If I'm accomplishing things, it the rest of my life can be burning down, and I'm like, I'm great. Yeah, things are things are awesome. For other people, it's their relationships. It's like, oh, if someone's upset mm-hmm. with me, I can't handle it. Well, and so I think I think diving into the, some of those things will begin to highlight those areas. And the, kind of the scary part is, like you said, like if you're accomplishing things, the rest of your life can be going poorly, but you feel like you're winning. And so you can have a lot of chaff-like stuff in your life and you don't see it because you're just winning in this one area. Absolutely. And I think that's for that second part, that, that question of like asking your close friends, yep, yep. even your coworker, like, or whatever, giving them permission, like, Hey, where do you feel like you need to walk on eggshells mm-hmm. around me? What's something that you feel like you can't talk with me about? Mm-hmm. Um, that highlights stuff. And, mm-hmm. uh, you have to be mature to be able to get the feedback from it. Otherwise people even stand away from it more. Like if you invite mm-hmm. feedback and then snap at that person, they'll never bring it up again. Oh yeah. But, so but, true. but what if, what if we got to the place and not everybody, we don't listen to every, this is something in our Instagram world. People who don't know you don't get a chance to speak into this. Yes, like so true. people who are not for you don't really get a chance to speak into this, but those people who love you, they, they care about you. They've been there the whole time. Uh, asking them like, "Hey, what 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 places in me feel mm-hmm. dead?" And like that's we should be inviting that feedback, and that's really hard to do. It's hard to hear because uh, you'll hear it, and then you'll convince yourself that's it's crazy. just yeah, that's not true. And then somebody else will say it, 
well, you're kind of impatient. Oh, and then it'll start to be almost become a joke. Like, oh yeah, they're just really impatient. And it's like, no, that's actually, it's actually true. And so to almost like, Lord, give us ears to hear mm-hmm. and to, to, to trust somebody. Yeah, that's great. Well, that's all we have for the Cut for Time podcast. We have two more weeks of the tree series. This next week, we're looking at a mini tree. Bring it on. A mini tree, the burning bush. The burning bush. Burning bush, which is the tree of God's presence. So that should be a really good message. And then we'll finish it up with the tree of all trees, the cross, uh, the final week. So thank you guys for joining us and hope to see you next week. Thank you so much for joining us today. If this message moved you in any way, be sure to subscribe to the podcast to never miss your dose of encouragement. You can also follow us on social media with the handle at I am Embrace. Again, we are thrilled you took the time to join us today. And if you live anywhere near one of our locations in South Dakota and Minnesota, we would love to have you join us in person. You can find out more and start a conversation at imembrace.com. Thanks again for listening and have a great week.